Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, May 25th. Today is day 48 of the Omer Count. I am going to depart from the usual reading of the scriptures today, and instead I am going to share a topical teaching with you entitled, Under the Wings of the Almighty, How to Shelter There. You can listen to the teaching here, or you can also watch the teaching as a video by clicking the Watch Now button. I know you will find this teaching encouraging and uplifting. Please enjoy under the wings of the Almighty. Densmore, and I would like to share a new topical teaching with you today, which I have entitled, Under the Wings of the Almighty, a study in how to stay under his wings. Join me now as we begin this study. How do we take shelter under his wings? What does it mean to be under his wings, and how do we go there? What are the wings of the Almighty? How has he protected his people in the past, and how will he do it in the future? These are the questions we will look at in this teaching. We will begin with a deeper look at the book of Ruth. Naomi's husband has died, and her two sons have also died. She plans to return to her home in Bethlehem. She's been living in a faraway land called Moab. Her two daughter-in-laws, Orpah and Ruth, begin to follow her, but she tells them to go back to Moab. But on the way, Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, Go back to your mother's homes, and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. May the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. And then she kissed them goodbye, and they all broke down and wept. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi replied, Why should you go on with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who could grow up to be your husbands? No, my daughters, return to your parents' home, for I am too old to marry again. And again they wept together, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Orpah turns away. But Ruth stays. 
she presses Naomi and she says these words. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Orpah had turned away, but Ruth stayed. She presses Naomi and she said those words. They are words of covenant. They are the words of faithful love. Until death do we part. She continues and she says, Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. So Ruth went with Naomi, her mother-in-law, and they came back to Bethlehem. Ruth discovers that Naomi has a kinsman redeemer, and she begs her mother-in-law if it's okay for her to go gleaning in the fields. In Ruth chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, it is written, There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth, the Moabitess, said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I might find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. And then Ruth left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Boaz sees Ruth in his field gleaning, and she catches his attention. Continuing on with the story, Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. And then Boaz said to his servant, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. And then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to glean in another field, nor go from here. But stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face and bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth, and have come to a people whom you did not know before. Ruth, chapter 2, 4-11 through 11. Boaz continues with these words from Ruth chapter 2, verse 12. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully for what you have done. Here Boaz uses the words, God of Israel, under whose wings. 
What does the wings of the God of Israel really mean? This word wings, when you look it up in the Hebrew, is Strong's number 3671, and the word is kenape, and it means wing, extremity, edge, border, corner, shirt, extremity, skirt, or corner of a garment. Remember how Ruth was gleaning on the borders of Boaz's field? The field itself is a picture of being under the wings of the Almighty God. The word wing, once again in Hebrew, is kenep, and it means border, edge, or corner. The field itself is a picture of the wings, and Ruth gleans on the borders, the corners, and the edges of the field. She is sheltering under the wings of the Almighty. Upon instructions from Naomi, Ruth lays under the blanket at the feet of Boaz on the threshing floor. Let's pick up the story in Ruth chapter 3, verses 3 to 5. Therefore, wash yourself, said Naomi, and anoint yourself. Put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be, when he lies down, that you shall notice the place where he lies and you shall go in, uncover his feet, and lie down, and he will tell you what you should do. And she said to her mother-in-law Naomi, All that you say to me I will do. And after Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was cheerful, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain, and she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled, and he turned, and there a woman was lying at his feet. And he said, Who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maid servant. Spread therefore your skirt over your handmaid, for you are a near kinsman. Ruth chapter 3, verses 7 to 9. The word skirt in Hebrew, is kenape. This is also a remez hint that the blanket, the shirt, the corner of the garment that he used to cover her, had a zitzit on it. We will look at this more in depth in a few minutes. Once again, in Ruth chapter 3, verse 9, he said, who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your maid. So spread the corner of your covering over your maid, for you are my family redeemer. In this verse, when Ruth speaks to Boaz, she asks him to spread the corner of your covering over her. The word covering or skirt in King James, in Hebrew, the, co- the word covering is kenape which means wing, extremity, edge, border, corner, shirt. There is kenape again. It is repeated over and over in this story. Ruth was literally taking refuge under the wings of the Almighty when she laid at the feet of Boaz under his blanket, under his covering. 
Now she is using the language of wings or covering in what she says to Boaz. We have seen that there is covering under his wings. Next, we're going to see that there is redemption under his wings. Ruth is going to be redeemed by her kinsman redeemer, Boaz. Boaz gives her instructions, sends her home, and tells her to wait. He would take care of everything. Ruth is going to be redeemed by her kinsman redeemer, Boaz. So Boaz goes to the town gate where he meets with another kinsman redeemer who is closer than he. He tells him about purchasing the field, but it would also mean marrying Ruth. The other kinsman redeemer declines, and so Boaz steps up, purchases the field, and he marries Ruth. She is redeemed. She is on the direct lineage to Jesse, to David, and then ultimately to Yeshua, Ruth the Moabitess. Now let's look at how there is refuge under his wings. How do we find refuge under his wings? We have been through some very trying times in the last couple of years. The pandemic, the lockdowns, the jabs. Many have died or been vaccine injured from the jab. Many have lost jobs, careers, and livelihoods. So how do we take refuge under his wings? Let's look in Psalm 91 as we will find some answers there. Dwelling in the secret place, what does that mean? It means going to your secret place, the place you go to to meet with the Lord and closing the door and having that quiet time with Him, shutting out the noise and din of the world and having that intimate, special time with Yeshua. I want to highly recommend a book called Secrets in the Secret Place, written by Bob Sorge. This is an excellent book on how to develop intimacy with Yeshua in your secret place, your prayer closet. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. When we dwell in the secret place, and I believe that is the place of prayer, then we literally are taking shelter under the wings of the Almighty. He who dwells in that secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91, verse 1. When we dwell in that secret place, we literally are sheltering under the wings of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Psalm 91, verse 2. When we are in that secret place, He becomes our refuge and our fortress. We are in a safe place. We are protected. We take a temporary vacation from the world and we hide in Him. We go up to heavenly places and we shelter in place with him. 
Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. We are to walk in faith and not fear. We trust the Lord, and he will shelter us and protect us. There is one woman of God that I know who started to get grievous symptoms of COVID-19 during the pandemic back in 2020. She prayed this scripture from Psalm 91, verse 3, and also another scripture from Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18, where it is written, And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. She prayed Psalm 91, verse 3, and Mark 16, verses 17 and 18, and stood in faith on these scriptures. And within hours, the symptoms left her, the extreme tiredness, the sore throat, the fever. It left within hours after praying these two scriptures. There is refuge under his wings. In Psalm 91, verse 4, it is written, He shall cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. The word wings here in Psalm 91, 4 is the same Hebrew word, kenep, which means wing, extremity, edge, border, corner, shirt. We literally take shelter under his wings. We take refuge under his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. We are to claim these verses and hide in them and pray them in faith. There is healing under his wings. How can we know healing under his wings? Let's go to Malachi chapter 4 verse 2 and see what we can glean there. In Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, it is written, But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. Again, this word wings in this verse is in Hebrew is kenape, and it denotes skirt or border and hints at zitzit, which are found on the borders, edges, and corners of a shirt or garment. I believe the woman with the issue of blood that we read about in Matthew 9 knew this verse from Malachi. Malachi chapter 4 verse 2 And you will go free, leaping with joy, like calves led out to pasture. So there is healing in his wings. But now, let's look at a concrete example of what this looks like. Let's take a look at the story of the woman with the issue of blood from Matthew, chapter 9. So the woman with the issue of blood receives healing under his wings. And she had this issue of blood for 12 years, and she had spent all of her resources searching and seeking for healing, but found none. But one day she hears that Yeshua is in town. 
And so in Matthew chapter 9, verse 20, suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. What is this hem of the garment? For she said to herself, If only I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. Matthew 9, 20 and 21. Again, the Hebrew word kenape is used in this verse for hem of his garment. It denotes skirt or border and hints at the picture of a zitzit. This woman was being very careful not to touch Yeshua himself. She did not want to make him unclean by touching him because of her blood flow. So instead, she grabbed hold of the corner of his garment, his zitzit. I believe she knew the verse from Malachi chapter 4, verse 20. Truly, there is healing under his wings. May we grab a hold of his zitzit. Let us take refuge under his wings. Let us be redeemed under his wings. Let us be covered and protected under his wings. Finally, we can participate in God's escape plan by staying under his wings. In Exodus chapter 19, verse 4, it is written, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Again, this word wings, eagles' wings, the word in Hebrew is kenape. God used eagles' wings to rescue the Hebrews out of Egypt. God works in patterns. What he did once, he will do again. What happened to the fathers is a prophetic blueprint and a template for what he will do with the final end of days generation. Biblical history is prophecy. So how did the Lord use eagles' wings to deliver, rescue, and redeem his people out of Egypt? Let's take a look. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 9 to 11, it is written, For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye, as an eagle stirs up its nest and hovers over its young, spreading out its wings. Taking them up, carrying them on its wings. Deuteronomy 32, 11. This is the pattern that has been set up. God works in patterns. What happened to the fathers will happen to their descendants. Like a mighty eagle, he scooped up the children of Israel and delivered them out of Egypt. He is going to do this again in the greater exodus to come. And by the way, that word wings in Deuteronomy 32.11 in the Hebrew is kenape. Now let's look at Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
This is an important key to remember. We are to wait on the Lord. We are to wait for Him to orchestrate the circumstances. And while we wait, He works. While we wait, we wait patiently and with trust in our hearts. No murmuring, no complaining, no fear, no doubt. We wait with faith and we watch and see what He will do. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. While we wait, God works. We get refreshed, renewed, restored. While we wait on the Lord, we get a second wind. We can participate in God's escape plan by staying under His wings. But now let's look at another passage that is truly fascinating. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 60, verses 8 and 9. Where it is written, What do I see flying like clouds to Israel, like doves to their nest? Isaiah chapter 60, verse 8. They are ships from the ends of the earth, from lands that trust in me, led by the great ships of Tarshish. Isaiah 60, verse 9. They are bringing the people of Israel home from far away, carrying their silver and gold. Isaiah 60, verse 9. They will honor the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for He has filled you with splendor. Isaiah 60, verse 9. Will the Lord use boats? Perhaps. Will we be translated somehow? Perhaps. Time will tell. These verses seem to be a remez hint about boats, though. Whatever he does, it will be as though we were flying on eagles' wings. That is going to be awesome. And it holds to the pattern that when he rescued the children of Israel out of Egypt, he bore them on his back like eagles' wings. Exodus 19, verse 4. The pattern will repeat. We can participate in God's escape plan by staying under His wings. Now let's look at a very fascinating passage from Revelation 12. This chapter is also talking about the greater Exodus. And a woman with child flees to the place prepared for her by the Father and he nourishes her there for 1260 days. So let's just read Revelation chapter 12, verses 1 to 6. Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then, being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his heads. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth, to devour her child as soon as it was born. 
she bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, that they should feed her there one thousand two hundred and sixty days. Who is this woman? She represents Biblical Zion, Yeshua's bride, God's remnant people who are trusting in Him, who are filled with His Holy Spirit, who have the testimony of Yeshua, and who are keeping and obeying His commands. They are not taken by surprise. They know that God has His escape plan, and they have been preparing and readying themselves. This verse above in Revelation chapter 12, verse 14 reads, But she was given two wings like those of an eagle, so she could fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness. This verse is telling us that there will be a time to flee, a time to escape, a time to go to the place that has been prepared for her, for us, by the Lord. So, what are these two wings, like those of an eagle, spoken about in this verse? The pattern, once again, repeats itself. Remember Exodus 19.4 and how the Lord bore the children of Israel out of Egypt on eagles' wings and brought them to himself. The Lord will do this again, and how it plays out will be amazing. The verse continues in Revelation chapter 12, verse 14. There she would be cared for and protected from the dragon for a time, times, and half a time. A time, times, and half time equals 1260 days, which equals 42 months. And that is the length of the Great Tribulation period. That is the timeline of the greater exodus to come. What will that look like? Time will tell. God does have his escape plan. We are to shelter under his wings during the time known as the Great Tribulation. Let's close and conclude. There is redemption under his wings. There is covering under his wings. There is refuge and protection under his wings. There is healing under his wings. We can participate in God's escape plan by staying under his wings. Please stay in touch. Where you can find me is at bridgeconnectorministries.com and you can also find me at dailyaudiotorah.com. Daily Audio Torah takes you through the entire Bible in one year following the Torah reading cycle but also with additional scriptures from the Tanakh and from the New Testament from the Brit Hadashah and with Psalm and Proverb every day through the whole Bible in one year. Thanks for listening, and may you stay sheltered and protected under His wings. <laughs>